good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. This is the Material Podcast, i.e. the 173rd episode thereof, and I am Andy Anatko. And I am Florence Lyon. Uh, and... I say a, say a prayer for my poor like these these hands these working class hands that I depend on for my livelihood because I do almost all my typing with it because I got I got accepted into project project stream a couple of days ago so like being able to like uh, stream the new version of Assassin's Creed through a Chrome browser so they you got accepted a couple of days ago I just got accepted today. Clearly, there's a hierarchy here. Uh, When when did you sign up? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Probably after you. I think after, definitely after you told me about it. Yeah. Uh, Because I had missed the initial announcement, and I kind of wish it was another game beside Assassin's Creed. There was sorry, unpopular opinion. It was well, no, it was a. I'm. I played it. I've been playing it, and it's a very, very stabby game. Yeah, I mean. Very, very stabby. I mean, I have to tell you, I love just... So my favorite thing to play these kind of games is I love to play, like, the rogue character. Usually it's the character who gets takes on, like, the backstabbing uh, <laughs> abilities, you know, like the pickpocketing abilities, that sort of thing. Because I, I do love a powerful backstab and kill. It is really <laughs> quite... Oh, boy. This is why we need video games, by the way. See, this is why uh, you don't have why. the guts... To fight a real war, you gots to look into their eyes and see that last flicker of life yeah, drain then, from exactly. their face. I don't want to actually be faced with mortality or the mortality of somebody else. Uh, anyway, uh, but yes, this Assassin's Creed just like storyline and just because I'm like personally over blockbuster games, I'm just personally kind of over it because I've lived through a lot of these cycles of, uh, you know, how they keep remaking A Star is Born. <laughs> or, you know. Well, like, do we really okay. Need the, remake? Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm going to play my uh, my absolutely irrelevant to the converse, to, to Google or technology card here. Uh, it's uh, that's a hard movie to really nail down. And but when you when you see how close you can get to it, okay, when you when you see the Judy Garland version and you're like, wow, if only they hadn't killed it in the editing, that could have been wonderful. And then when you get to the Chris Christopherson, Barbara Streisand version, which is more like an extended movie music video and Streisand. I heard it was way too long. Yeah, that was it. it was and uh, way too Streisand y for my taste. I, I still not for seen everybody. It. But, but it is it is it is in the buzz right now. It's like basically every podcast I've listened to has talked about a star born is stars born, and now you are listening it listening to it here on the material podcast. Well, that, well Sorry, that's you know that everyone uh, that's that's fine. I mean, I po- listen. I, I am, I'm a big I'm a big culture. fan of the Gaga. I haven't seen the movie yet. I look forward to seeing the movie with the Gaga, but I have to see. I heard see... it's mostly about Riley Cooper's character, which kind of bums me out. See, I don't know. I've, I have I haven't read anything any spoiler sort of like reviews of it. <laughs> but the i the the idea of the, the 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 idea of changing it just a little bit so that it's not uh, like the the star at the beginning of the movie. The the guy just has this absolute like nightmare train wreck that is inev- inevitable to crash. And the idea of saying, well, 
maybe he is kind of a train wreck, but he has some principles that sort of don't help him avoid being uh, to becoming a train wreck. <sighs> and it's all just so much. It's all just so much. Uh, you know what else is so much is the fact that I have to sign up for a Ubisoft account to play this Assassin's Creed. Uh, I think that's unfair. I shouldn't have to sign up for an account. Mm. I already have a Google account. Let me in. True. What 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 what's what's the problem about signing up? I I did I had to sign up for an Ubisoft account too just to create this. It's just annoying. Yeah. Just personally annoys me when I have to sign up for something to sign into something that I've already had to sign into. That's a well that, that's a point. The <laughs> the my problem was having to choose like a choose a name uh because that would be displayed to other people because normally I go by my I just use my use my own name because no, you have to have a gamer handle yeah you can't, I, I, yeah you can't i don't use see your... it's, it's going to be bad enough that i'm going to be murdered by like eight-year-olds and and 11-year-olds the idea of saying hey anatko you stink anatko it's okay if i it's if i personal. say you know ca- captain <laughs> banana hat captain banana hat wow you should you should kill yourself because you're so because you, you you get killed so often captain banana hat and I can Ugh. I can sort of I can sort of let that slide because you know it's it's I'm not Captain Banana Hat and who, who's this Captain Banana Hat they're talking about now now I'm really wishing yes. I'd chosen Captain Banana Hat because that's kind of a cool probably I was not ask probably not if that was anything. it no mine is usually Flosif which is oh. like a cross between Flo and Joseph that's you <laughs> and 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 it's it sound makes you sound like a male rapper uh. Your name is Joseph, and you 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 made you maintain the flow. Oh yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. I was actually going for something a little more biblical. I do like to play RPGs, huh. so uh, or flower. <laughs> flower is another one I like to use. Anyway, now that we've well, I, I, okay, talked well, about so, that, to, to people who are kind of curious about how well the <laughs> project stream works, I was pretty impressed. It uh, it does go now. I'll say that. Um, uh, I don't have a uh, a USB controller, uh, and it, uh, I'm trying to. I can't decide whether uh, playing it with a trackpad slash mouse or a keyboard blows worse. Uh, the, which which of these two uh, are are the worst? So I did like after playing with it for about a half hour, like actually leap onto Amazon and order myself an Xbox controller, which is arriving tomorrow, so I can go more stabby with uh, with with the game. But in you ter- need to have one of those around anyway. I just feel like, like in, for what we do, you should just always have one around. It just it just looks better, I think. That, that I'm taking this seriously, uh, but. Um, I have uh, I have very very I have a Verizon FiOS here in the office. Uh, wow, not, it's fancy, schmancy, but it's but it's not like I've got like you know t- it's not like I got a kajillion gigabyte gigabit uh, tr- uh, kind of connectivity. It works fine, uh, and uh, I didn't even I was so excited about accepting this invitation and filling out. I didn't bother to like shut down like eleven gajillion extra tabs in my Chrome browser. I just went it. And I'll be darned. It's like the, the opening the the opening cutscenes played perfectly when we got into the game, where obviously it's on like really, 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 really super easy mode, where you just keep clicking the mouse button and you'll be you're in sort of like a big, uh, you know, fight army against Hack army. And slash. Yeah, and you're just like you got a spear, and you every time you press the mouse button, like the, whatever, whatever, whatever. I wouldn't say bad bad guy because they're 
just an opposing side, an opposing philosophy. They 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 didn't they're they're not responsible for the acts of diplomacy that or we failure solve of diplomacy. With absolute gore and murder. Exactly. exactly. There was well murder. We we shouldn't we shouldn't impose our own morality on. I I do love to murder people lived, in Skyrim. Fake people who <laughs> lived two thousand years before us. Okay. I do I do understand what people get out of a good murder. <laughs> It, it can be cathartic not, at the end of a certain this day. This is why video games must exist in yes. society to help humans not act out in real life. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for coming to this session. It's just <laughs> again, it's just it's, it's just blowing off a little bit of steam. It's just not, a little bit. Yes, you know. Uh, but the but the, the the frame rate was amazing. It was it it uh, it also it's not as it, it doesn't even feel like you're you're using the Chrome browser in full screen mode. It feels like you're playing like an actual locally run game. Uh, so much so that you it gets kind of uh, got a little bit frustrating when I wanted to stop like being in the game and wanted to go back to my browser. You just have to, you have to type escape twice after you go to full screen. But the frame rate was amazing. It only stuttered once. Uh, and it felt like the sort of thing where some background process was taking needed was desperate for attention from the CPU and for like half a second it was like it slowed down a little bit but then caught back up again. I'm sure that people who are more serious gamers than I who would say the people who use not only wired controllers as opposed to wireless but want to absolutely know how many strands of copper are in each signal wire of the wired controller to get the maximum performance i have no idea uh, but yeah it's it looked it was very very enticing and i wouldn't i'm i i'd be more into the like sort of cuphead sort of game than again mm. stabby 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 but it shows it's, oh, that is hard. It's got something. It's got something going here. I think. I think I'm going to get use get a lot of use out of my twenty four dollar Amazon Basics Xbox compatible USB controller. <laughs> uh, by the way, I uh, have canceled my Amazon account, and it is over on Halloween. I have it like marked on my Google Calendar, and so I'm trying to like prime it <laughs> while I while I can. But yeah, I just can't do Amazon anymore. I don't need it. I don't okay. need it. I just go to the store. I just go to the store. Okay. I just I leave the house. Uh, I'm just Jeff Bezos. I see that, that that that's where you lost me. That's I was. <laughs> I I respect your I, I respect your choice to leave the house on occasion. Uh, With headphones on, Andy. I don't just leave naked. Like I have flares <laughs> on and a he headphones in. Don't talk to me. I have my RBF on. For those who don't know, that's the resting <laughs> bitch face. And let me tell you, it works. Uh, it's just, don't talk to me. I'm literally here because I was told that it'd be good for me to leave the house. <laughs> but that is honestly one of the reasons is because I needed to leave the house. And I, I just felt really, not, uh, now I'm preaching to everyone. But I, I don't felt know. wasteful. It's, 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 it's important to see, like, it's important to keep evaluating how we use technology, even something as simple as online ordering, and see if it's a net positive or a net negative. And... I do still DoorDash. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no. I, if uh, I don't, uh, as I've said before, I don't uh, have a car, and one of the reasons why I was able to like get by without a car is that so much. It's so much easier to just simply have people like bring things to me it's than true. like I, I, I. This is this. This doesn't speak well of me, but I. I've been without wastebaskets in the house 
since I moved it moved in here. I've got like the I got the big recycling thing and I got like the big kitchen trash thing. I got a couple of like little like things I bought at a local drugstore almost, I think, just for here and there. But I need like those big rubber made like office space style <laughs> ones. And I just never got around to it until I said, oh, screw it. Just bought bought some on eBay like last night. They'll be delivered in, in a couple of days. That's fine. Now it's, it's a, the problem is out of my hands. Now I, I got a cardboard problem in the house. That's for sure. But other than that, it's just I I like not I like having a problem solved by simply saying I've done all I can do. All I did. I all that can be expected of me is that I point at the thing I want and pay for it. It's out of my hands after this. Andy, you don't need a Rubbermaid. What you need is a simple human. Now, hear me out. It costs a lot of money. But, and you have to buy proprietary packs for it, <laughs> but you're already an Apple user. So I'm sorry. I just <laughs> made it. I'm sorry, Andy. I just totally ripped on you. No, but I am serious about this simple hue. I was going to tell you they have a voice activated trash can. So all you have to do is go open trash and it'll open <laughs> and you don't even, you don't have to program it or anything. I saw them at CES. They're you don't program them. They just understand open trash and close trash <laughs> and all. You don't even have to touch anything. You don't have to use your foot. You just ask it to open and then dump it in there. It's perfect. Uh-huh. And and meanwhile, the information on how often you're opening your trash barrel goes right to the Central Committee of the Chinese Communist Party with, like, very low latency, I bet. Do you know it's not the first time I've heard that in the last Yeah, week. you see? You see? Somebody's been talking to me a lot about Chinese and <laughs> just how. Anyway, anyway, let us move on. Oh, I, 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 I have I have friends with one of those like it's got like a motion sensor, and every single time I say here, okay, I've I've finished my can of soda, and now rather than like leave it on like the end table like a good guest, I'm going to go and put, and I just have to like keep waving my hands to figure. I don't know where the sensor is. As opposed to, gosh, this is, I'm waving my hands saying, thinking to myself, wow, this is so much simpler than simply stepping on like a big, big lever that's on the floor to open that. It's like, <laughs> stop making things that are simple into things that I have to debug and before I have to use, I can use them. <laughs> I used to know how to use a trash barrel, but now apparently I've got to solve a problem first. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> We'll put the link in the show notes. Well, so do you have a, a do you have like the new uh, the, the new Pixel phone on its way, or have you gotten a loaner yet? Tomorrow. 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 Did you order, Tomorrow. or is or are, you, or are you getting a loaner? Uh, I ordered it. Uh, I bought it. I'm 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 cl- uh, I, I gotta I gotta see if I can get a loaner before I. <laughs> but I've got legitimate I've got a legitimate use for a press unit. But so I'll, so as usual, I'll do the wimpy thing and saying I'll use a loaner for 30 days before I'll, uh, so, but, but so, uh, but it's been so long since I've requested like review hardware that I did have to go and like ref- go on the web and make sure I knew like the right contacts. I came across though something, uh, where <laughs> Google used to have, uh, used to use a blog spot as their like press contact page or these to have like the, a page of like, all their press releases and you can still and you can still visit it at googlepress.blogspot.com and they've got every single press release up until uh like 2009 or something but starting at the beginning and so i was having such a blast 
going back to like the very the very first one, June seventh, nineteen ninety nine, a press release entitled "Google Receives Twenty Five Million Dollars in Equity Funding." I have to read part of this too. Google, a startup dedicated to providing the best search experience on the web, today announced that it completed a $25 million round of, of equity funding led by Sequoia Capital and Kleiner Perkins Coffin and Bio, uh, and also blah, blah, blah. Here are people who are on the board. <laughs> Quote, we are delighted to have venture capitalists of this caliber help us build the company, unquote, said Larry Page. Larry Page, P-A-G-E, uh, CEO and co-founder of Google. Quote, we plan to aggressively grow the company and the technology so we can continue to provide the best search experience on the web. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, uh, Google... Wow, quote, that, like, that feels like some incredible foreshadowing. I didn't even... Like, just think about it during the current context now with everything that's going on with Google and China and them saying, like, that was the that was the original. We plan to aggressively grow the company and the technology so we can continue to provide the best, the best search experience on the web, which encompasses all of the web, not just the little web in America, but all of the web. Now, we can't get we can't get into a prodigy or e-world. But we're hoping that we can that we can do this. <laughs> "Quote: Search is extremely challenging, and improvements in the technology are significant." Said blah blah blah. "Quote: One hundred million web searches are performed every day. Google revolutionizes search technology. It's just so quaint. It's like, uh, and and also like they're 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 uh, when they're talk, talking about who's like uh, uh, who's uh, joining the board of directors." Uh, here's the oh Michael Moritz is currently a director of numerous companies, <laughs> and see this is uh, see this is the pageantry of failure, uh, including I'm not reading from the press release. I didn't use the the phrase pageantry of failure, but in retrospect, including Yahoo, eToys, Quote.com, eGroups, Planet even? RX, Flextronics, and Webvan. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. So um, it's uh, the link will be in the show notes, but googlepress.blogspot. It's a it's a it's a time machine back to a simpler time when you know the the what what Google the 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 industry that Google was trying to beat was were the websites that would would simply write down a list of all the websites that existed. Oh oh, and the the, the next one, I won't read from it, but the next one is. Uh, uh, the next one is, uh, 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 is excitedly talking about this brand new next generation uh, browser called Mozilla from Netscape. Netscape so. launches next generation internet search service. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, this. This is so. Th this uh, these press releases. They're <laughs> definitely the flared trousers and uh, platform uh, disco boots with live gold. The fish internet in the was heel so of, slow in 1999 compared to now. I just remember how long it took to like load a web page. Yeah, are you, are you? And you're not old enough to like be just a, a a picture coming in on the screen being magic and having to watch it come in line by line by line. Oh no, no, no! I, I am. Yeah, we had an internet really young because my dad actually worked in Silicon Valley, um, and so he brought things home, and so we actually had internet pretty young, and I, I got to see firsthand 
completely blank web pages and just running out of patience and just highlighting everything so I could read the text. <laughs> HTML 1.2. Yeah, but that's why I appreciate what I have now. Okay. I don't take what I have now for granted. I just wish it, you know, were reined in a little bit. (laughs) It's just like there was a generation who was raised by parents who grew up during the Depression. Mm -hmm. We are raising, we will be raising children (laughs) with parents who grew up during the age of dial up. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't even talk about the people after me. They don't even know that. They don't even know. They weren't on the internet until it was broadband. <laughs> Just uh, it's it's uh, you know it's amazing to think about uh, people who grew up in a world where you didn't have to choose what music you would you could listen to because you had all the music, literally all the music. They 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 yeah. never knew the horror of the of the ten CD like tra- zippered travel case. Where you're gonna be, you're gonna be on a flight for six hours, and then you're gonna be like away from home for like five days, and then on another flight home for six hours. And these ten discs were all you could listen to, and they took up so much space in your carry-on. Yeah. <sighs> Again, well, uh, 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 we'll 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 be able to. We'll, we'll save it for like when the grandkids visit us in, at the home. And they'll and we're now and we'll be so old and pathetic that they'll have to say, okay, well. Hey, at least and at least, at least, uh, great uncle Andy recognized me today, and it's some sparks oh, of the old geez, Andy. Thing. Andy. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> let's let's, light, uh, let's, let's 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 talk about the hangover of the Google Pixel event. How about that? Let's yes. Let's pretend we just boozed up a bunch. We were all wearing our fancy flapper costumes, and um, you know, we just came from a party celebrating this new phone. <laughs> That's that's but, right. We'll pretend woo. that I'll pretend that I was boozing up. Yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah. just came back. Let's from pretend we were boozing up. Uh, yeah. So uh, so so uh, the the cool thing is that uh, people, oddly enough, despite the uh, all the uh, web links and news stories that come out the day of the announcement, saying we have the comprehensive review of the new Pixel Three phone. Apparently, there's still lots more of lots more stuff to learn and lots lots more stuff to uh, to uh, explain. Uh, first of all, all the uh, most of the places that do uh, first week reviews, they're out uh, generally highly positive. Uh, everybody has been praising the software and the camera. Uh, and when there have been complaints, there have been sort of superficial ones about the styling. Uh, some people just can't get over the fact that there are bezels of some kind on the on the Pixel Three, uh, and they are still clutching their monocles uh, about the notch. Please start on the getting three, that angry so. about Yemen, someone. Please, yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Again, I, I don't. Go ahead, I, Andy. <laughs> I, I, I won't turn this into a detour, but there are other things. That, I detoured us enough. Exactly. There, 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 there are food banks in your community that could use your donations of canned goods or money or your time. Perhaps when you feel that kind of frustration, you could channel that energy into something that someone you know what? would actually donate care about. it in honor of the notch to like <laughs> exactly. just stick one no, up or, to the or notch, or even say in protest of the notch. In protest, exactly. You every, can put those things on a donation. Every time you put a can of green beans into a box, this you is can in say, protest of the notch. That whoever it was who decided to put that and make that notch so big, exactly. <laughs> uh, Boy Genius Report though had a had an interesting complaint. They're the only one who pointed out that there's sort of a uh, quirky flaw regarding the audio. 
Um, most everybody has been pointing out that the speakers on the new Pixel phones are really, really good, and they produce lots and lots of sound uh, and good quality sound, uh, no matter how loud it gets and pretty, and they get pretty, pretty loud. But they were they pointed out that there is a hella amount of vibration that transmits through like the back of the phone. So if you're holding it, uh, I'll, I'll I'll quote the Boy Genius Report uh, review. Uh, quoting here, at low volumes, it's really annoying. The back of the phone vibrates with each and every beat of whatever music you're playing. Even during dialogue in a video, you can still feel the back of the phone vibrate constantly. If there's sound, it's vibrating. Then if you turn the volume up to about 50%, the vibration goes from annoying to aggravating. At 80% or higher, it's downright horrible. The back of the phone vibrates as hard or even harder than the vibration motor inside the phone that Google's, Google uses for notifications. Imagine playing music and having your phone's notification motor vibrating the entire time. It's so violent that Google's fabric pixel cases barely dampen it at all, unquote. And that's interest. That's certainly an interesting point. It could be really annoying. Oh, I no. have to I have to wonder, though, like how many people are going to be like playing audio while they're holding the thing? Okay. You're, you're raising your I'm hand. I'm raising my hand. I, every, when I wrote that editorial for Android Police about wanting a small phone, there were a lot of comments like, why are you watching all of this stuff on a small screen? <laughs> and it's hard for me to explain that, like, sometimes the big screen, first of all, it bothers everybody around you. Like, I'm not going to turn on the TV while my husband is doing his work, like, on the other side of the room. Let's rude. <laughs> Just, you know, I'm look on my phone. You know, I don't have a, I don't have a TV on public transit. You know, I don't, sometimes I don't have a TV when I'm washing the dishes. All I have is my phone. And so imagine like all of that vibration happening while I'm also trying to multitask. What if it, what if it moves the phone and then it's slipping and sliding around, you know, when I carefully place it on top of the paper towels so that it doesn't touch all the grime that I'm cleaning up on the, uh, on the, the tile. There's, you know, there's these little things that, you have to think of when you are making a phone. You got to think about think about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How would Flo use her phone? Won't anybody think of the children and Flo? Uh, Please, <laughs> I, I can see. I, I can see the problem of like wanting to like you know lean it, have, have it on the kitchen counter while you're doing stuff, and not wanting to like just bounce it, itself onto the floor. Uh, that's big. I, I'm. I don't think it would be as big a problem as uh, Boy Genius is making making it out to be, because I, again, I can't think of holding a phone that's doing eighty percent that that that's at eighty percent volume. At that point, either it's either um, I, I've I occasionally crank the volume up that loud on my phones, but usually it's because I'm leaving it on like my desk and I'm listening to a podcast or something. I don't. It's not important to like loop it through uh, uh, Chromecast or through uh, or through Bluetooth. I can't imagine holding it while doing it that, but I guess we'll f have to find out. It, it would be super annoying if every time it like issued a notification, you just heard this, you just felt this buzz in your hand. It makes you wonder how well they insulated it or how well they didn't insulate it. Mm, um, actually, we, we, have some, we have some answers there because iFixit, of course, has done a teardown of the Pixel 3 XL, if not the Pixel 3. And they don't mention anything about sound dampening, but uh making a couple of interesting points uh, that they're uh, they seem to be using samsung oled panels instead of lg panels uh like they did with last year's pixel 2 and if 
some people might want to say, aha, see, that's the one that had the grainy, uh, the, the grainy video, the, the, the grainy images and the, 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 the bad colors and all the things. Well, it's probably not because of that. It might be because they, they, they do have, uh, they did get the contract from Apple to make iPhone displays. So if they were, if they were having quality control issues, I don't think, uh, Apple would be happy taking second pick from from Google there, but in, but interesting to point out uh, one thing that they did point out uh, at iFix is that it's kind of important that they're using apparently lots lots more glue holding it together than they did last year, um, and iFix it they are pros at taking things apart even things that they've never taken apart before but even they when they're trying to take apart the pixel 3 xl they tore one of the ribbon cables and tore one of the speakers uh, just trying to get it apart. Uh, and they th they're saying that uh, they're in their estimation, if you have a cracked uh, display, it's going to be so much more difficult to replace it on the Pixel 3 than on the Pixel 2 or other phones because you are just going to have to take the entire phone apart. Uh, so there's nothing simple about it, uh, which eh, is disappointing. Uh, I, I know th these things aren't made to be repaired by people, but it would be it's nice when you with for whatever reason by accident or by design a maker manages to find a way that its most expensive and vulnerable component the screen can be swapped out pretty easily so easily that you can even just buy an $18 kit in addition to the part and do it yourself i'm just thinking like should i send back the pixel <laughs> <laughs> i'm already thinking about that eh, play with it for a while find yeah out, find out how badly it vibrates first Get, get, it's like, get, I'm still get, stuck on that. Get at least two thousand dollars worth of worth of like uh, freelance columns out of it before you send it back. Well, so That'll I am thinking. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just thinking about uh, you know if I weren't me and doing what I do and how like hearing this stuff would make me really nervous. Because <laughs> it's it makes me a little nervous. It just makes me think like, why am I why am I updating every year? Because if this is going to be like, anyway, why don't we go through the rest of the pixel, the little pixel tidbits that have come out before I opine. Okay. Um, for uh, We didn't talk about uh, the secure, new security chip on the Pixel 3, the Titan no. M, uh, because it's, it's important, but not as sexy as the super zoom feature. Uh, they but didn't they, talk about it very, I mean, they just yeah. mentioned it as like a new branding and it was like, okay. <laughs> Probably because the, the, one, of the, one of the reasons why Photos always gets the highlight is not just because it's one of the most popular features of a phone, but True. because it allows you, through the use of the demo sample pictures, to associate your product with a bunch of happy 20-something multicultural people, again, smiling rather suspiciously at a beach and at other exotic locations. God, so I wish. Whereas security, anyway. you, have to think, you, have, you have to think about, you know, like Chinese and Russian hackers that are trying to overturn your government. And that's, you know, that's not as, you'd much rather have the, you imagine that this the, this guy, he he's in a band. He knows it's not going anywhere, but hey, he's just, he just likes to play. It's and like, it's like that Die Hard movie. Yeah, yeah it exactly. can be sexy. It can be, hack the system can be sexy. Exactly. <laughs> No, no, none of them look like that they're holding down the kind of job that would pay enough to live uh, in the parts of San Francisco where these pictures are being taken. All I'm saying, I'm just saying that, you know, 
I think they're they're having a sort of a twist. Unless unless they're trust fund kids, they could be trust fund kids, but uh, that's we're not going to go down there yet. Uh, but so they're saying uh, they're they're calling it enterprise. There's a Google blog post that explains it. The entitled Titan M makes Pixel Three our most secure phone yet. Uh, giving, quote, enterprise grade, unquote, security. That's important because that's an actual term that has uh, connotations with it that means that you can really deploy it with companies and not worry about it as much as you'd worry about consumer-grade stuff. Uh, and they say it's based on the best features from the Titan chip used in Google Cloud data centers. Uh, the post calls out a few details and a few features that uh, with the, because of the Titan M chip, it's integrated into uh, Android's uh, verified boot processor process, so that uh, you can't, so that the malware can't uh, unlock the bootloader uh, and like uh, introduce its own code and or like roll back Android to a previous and less secure version of it. Um, it also is managing the entire lock screen passcode process itself. Uh, so once again, it makes it much harder to tamper with uh, and also allows them to enforce fewer failed lo login attacks, uh, attempts. So now the uh, getting past the lock screen is not as easy as it once was. Um, something that, that I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how it plays out in the next year. Uh, Google is also introducing new Android APIs that will allow uh, third-party apps to leverage the Titan M security chip to like store private keys. So that if any times it needs uh, verification that is much, much better than whatever they're getting through software only, uh, they can actually get that through the, uh, the new Titan chip. Uh, and also, like, uh, there's another uh, API they're calling Protected Confirmation, uh, which is part of uh, Android Pie, uh, so that, uh, again, the Titan M could basically be responsible for authenticating uh, the user's confirmation of a transaction. So, for instance, let's say if someone creates a piece of malware that looks for the, the looks for the presence of your banking app and basically manufactures key presses to trick into thinking that you're you want to wire ten thousand dollars from your bank account uh, to a Nigerian prince, but it needs an authentication. It can't. They thanks to the, thanks to the protected confirmation API, it won't be able to, to simply trick the interface or trick the app into thinking that yes, he, this person did click the okay button or yes this did this person did punch in their passcode because now it, it's all going in through the titan m chip which is going to be much much harder to trick and much much harder to uh to tamper with um and finally they've also uh locked up the titan m firmware so that once again malware can't push an update to the firmware of the titan m chip uh, without an actual passcode verification. So it looks like they're bringing it into a lot of the same level as iPhones have had for the past three or four years, which is... Oh, is that what all this means? Yeah, it's 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 the idea of having essentially a, a, a really, really good gatekeeper chip that doesn't... It's not part of the operating system that's supposed to be doing this. The it, the It's basically the security chip is such that you can it's a special protected space where nothing can be hmm. it's it's tightly monitored tightly controlled and any attempt to tamper with it will basically destroy the entire thing so hopefully interesting we'll, we'll find it's, out we'll we'll find out if this actually works out and uh, qu quite a boon. I just I, I, they should have made a bigger deal about it I think yeah. Just because that's something that Apple rips on them for all the time. And for I think that there's reason, a way too. that this could be explained to, to make it sound just as sexy as the Google Photos. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Google um, Photos stuff. 
And uh, a couple a couple of last points. Uh, I won't. Uh, I, I was really excited to see that the Google AI blog did a whole paper on the Super Res Zoom feature, uh, which is I I am so nerding out on all the details. The more I learned about this, that like when I, when I first when we first saw the the, the leaked photos of the uh, of the Pixel Three, and it looked. F- absolutely confirmed that no no if there's only one lens it's not, they're not doing like two lenses they're not doing 3d or anything like that it's still one lens i was like oh dear that's, i'm disappointed but now they're they're really putting out like here's exactly why uh here's ex- exactly why uh we're we're putting all of our faith behind uh let's get let's have a really good sensor a much better lens and then like a lot of smart ai uh well i'll, I'll read i'll read one line that seems like uh, it should be like intoned by a professional voiceover person over a star field of some kind. <laughs> uh, here's uh, it, the the piece starts off with digital zoom using algorithms rather than lenses has long been the quote ugly duckling unquote of mobile device cameras. Well, I'm, I'm going to try to do the voice. As compared to the optical zoom capabilities of DSLR cameras. The quality of digitally zoomed images has not been competitive, and conventional wisdom is that the complex optics and mechanisms of larger cameras can't be replaced with much more compact mobile device cameras and clever algorithms. With the new super-res zoom feature on the Pixel 3, we are challenging that notion. And then it gets into wow. super nerdy stuff. Wow. I, I was, uh, that was actually a very haunted mansion of you, just FYI. Uh, so, and, that's, you know, and, that, and that's without all the fancy schmancy uh, like audio processing that Jim might be doing on that behind the scenes. No, no pressure, Jim. I'm just, I'm just saying that that's, that's all. In case, you, in case you did do that, uh, I, I'm very, very pleased oh that Flo's compliment of saying it. Okay, well, let's let's move right on. Uh, the things that uh, actually most people are going to want to know about uh, Android Police and a couple others, but I liked Android Police's piece. I uh, did a piece on what Pixel 3 features are coming to older Pixel phones because some of these things like uh, like the wide-angle selfie camera, that's obviously new hardware that's in the Pixel 3, so it's not going to come to the Pixel 2 or the Pixel 1. But other stuff is software. Uh, and so here's the list that the Android police has confirmed from Google uh, are definitely coming to older phones either in November or uh, sometime after that. Uh, adjustable depth of field, you know, the sort of like, you can choose like what level of black background blur post picture taking in the, when you're taking in portrait mode. Uh, the night sight camera, that's when you're. Uh, it takes a three second or four second exposure so that you can take pictures in damn near under darkness. Uh, the playground feature, but that's not a surprise because it's really just the AR stickers that we've been using uh, under a new name. Call screening, which I'm really looking forward mm. to getting. That's it's such an e- such a brilliant but simple, stupid idea. That what if we just do speech to text while someone is like is like uh, before you've answered the phone and while they think they think they're going to voicemail. Uh, so. Uh, there are all these things are things that they've confirmed. The rest of the stuff may or may not. They just haven't confirmed it, or Google hasn't said anything about it yet. Or sometimes it's hardware uh, hardware reliant. Uh, right now, that they think the Pixel Three exclusives include the aforementioned wide wide angle selfies, uh, top shot, 
photo booth mode, the motion autofocus, which is their kind of advanced motion tracking, the super res zoom, which is so disappointing to me because that's what I want on my phone, uh, lens suggestions. Uh, that's where like, you just do the live viewfinder. It'll say, oh, I know that that's a Coca-Cola logo. If you tap on that, I will tell you all about Coca-Cola. Uh, and interestingly enough, the flip to shh feature where you flip it over face down on the table and it knows that okay well i guess he doesn't want to be bothered um that's weird because that is that was uh, pioneered by uh, motorola uh, it was also it's also been seen in other phones but the big deal is that uh, google first demonstrated flip to shh I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't know any other way to say that. It's, it's, that is meant to be written and read, not to be said. Uh, but uh, flip to shh was demonstrated at Google I/O this year, and of course, it was demoed on a Pixel Two. So obviously, that means that there's no reason why it can't run on a Pixel Two or an original Pixel. But at least they haven't said or confirmed to anybody it's coming to older phones. So if you if you just hmm. bought a phone last year, or if, like me. Uh, you bought a, a Pixel 1 and you're just a cheapskate and terrified about spending $799 on a phone. Uh, it's before. more than that. Yeah. <laughs> After if you, taxes if you get, if you and get the shipping. Che- and, if you, and if you get the cheap one, I'm not going to get this. And you have to people. get the case that matches and you have to get the stand. Yeah. And then <laughs> and, and also, if, hey, if you're close enough to $1,000 anyway, why not go yeah, to exactly. Ikea and buy, and buy that RV, that, that AV hutch that you've been sort of looking at? Yeah, it's 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 a nightmare. They gave me fifty dollars back, though. I'm supposed to get fifty dollars in store credit if I keep it for two weeks. Are you, are you, you buying the you getting the, getting the new Pixel Buds? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Apparently, they already come with the Pixel Three. Oh, true, but but you could buy another pair and send them to me because I don't have them. I didn't get them oh. with my Pixel One. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 I should. Nice bring. try, Andy. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, that's that's the that's one of the couple things that I'm that I'm buying from the Pixel from the Google Store because I can afford them and they are kind of interesting. You know um, how you could pay for those Pixel Buds. I I I I fear to even wonder. With an ad break. Holy cats! <laughs> that's brilliant. Why don't we have one? Let's do it. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Pingdom. Pingdom is brilliant because they help you keep your sites and the sites you love online. Pingdom monitors your site so that you don't have to and gives you real-time feedback so you know exactly what's going on at all times. The internet is awesome, but stuff does break all the time. Pingdom detects around 13 million outages every month. That's more than 400,000 outages every day. It doesn't matter if you're a startup or a Fortune 500 company, you need alerts about any critical website issues. They'll let you customize how you are alerted, depending on the severity of an outage. Plus, they'll track and analyze your website's load time so that you can see what's affecting the user experience. If you have a site of any size, you need Pingdom, and Pingdom has a no-fuss approach to getting started. All they need is the URL that you want to monitor, and they will take care of the rest. Go to pingdom.com backslash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then, when you sign up, use our code MATERIAL at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and Relay FM. Now, uh, Flo, I'm so happy that you wrote something for Lifehacker because it covers a topic I am very, very much interested in. And as soon as like I learned about this piece that was hitting Lifehacker, I think today, the day the day we recorded on Wednesday. Yes. 
I was like, oh, I got on Slack. Oh, that's great. Because could you tell me? Then I thought, oh, wait, we could monetize this conversation. Uh, what, yes. What? It, it, so it is an art. You you wrote all about what? Okay, so I wrote how to run a Windows app on a Chromebook, and now this is not. Okay, this is not a how to written for the super Chromebook enthusiast who knows all the Linux tricks and wants to install. So the app is called Crossover and they have an Android app and they also have a Linux app and a Mac app. And so if you wanted to, you could download the Linux app and use it on a Chromebook, an Intel based Chromebook and have that run because that one can support 64 bit applications. Whereas the Android app one cannot because the Android app environment is limited to 32 bit on the Chromebook. If you follow. Yes. Um, so why I wanted to do this experiment though is because I wanted to see if I could get some of the helpful little apps that I use on Windows over with me to Chrome OS so that I can fill in the gaps for some of the things that I have not been able to do with um sorry, I just got really distracted because my thing said poor network connection. Um hopefully I don't drop out here. So I'm you know, I'm, I'm I'm glad your thing has a sense of empathy. Poor, poor network connection, you know. Poor network connection. Ra raising a kid all by yourself with no help from that no good spouse, but you know, you you just you never know what strength you have until you just dig right in. But and you never know what power your Pixel Book has until you try to run Windows apps on and it. And the thing Let is, tell you. your network connection—it's not looking for pity. It absolutely isn't. So when you say poor, I'm sorry, I got I got invested in the emotional story arc of your network connection. It's all right. Uh, I do that all the time. <laughs> so, well, let's talk about the emotional arc of this, putting a Windows app on a Chromebook, because I'll tell you that I was elated to get apps like 7-Zip uh, running. I have not been able to find a formidable unarchiving solution for Chrome OS. Uh, there aren't really any Android apps out there that do it the way that I like it with the file browser the way that it is. And I just wanted the familiarity of the Windows app that I use all the darn time. And so I brought that over and it worked fine. So now I use that in a shell to like do my unarchiving. Uh, I've also been trying out Audacity on it for our possible, uh, we're going to record from a, from a Chromebook and you will have no idea that I'm doing it because we st I still need to test it. And see how it works alongside maybe some other Android apps. But I've got recording to work. And it works with the input of my fancy mic. So, you know, that that sounds like it's promising. I also managed to get... I also just basically managed to get all these tiny little apps that I use that, like, nobody really uses anymore that are super old. I got GIMP running, <laughs> which... I yes, you could run the Linux version on Chrome OS, but instead I ran the Windows version, okay? Because I wanted to try it. Uh, apparently, you can also run Microsoft Office 2006 and 2010 if you have keys for it. And so it's it is because of that 32-bit limitation of crossover that you can't you know really go into anything more heavy than that. So it is kind of a bummer when you think about it from from that perspective. But at the same time, if all you want to do is launch some quick little windows app that you just absolutely love, that's kind of like a, you know, a long time ago app, it's just <laughs> this legacy app that you've kept with you with every machine. You can bring that over to Chrome OS. Um, my next, 
so now that I got this down, you know, I'm trying to make sure that I only use it when I really need it because it is kind of a process to run a Windows app. The fact that I can do it, though, is super cool. Uh, I did manage to get Steam to work, but then it kept crashing because it needed some sort of access that I didn't know how to give it. There's there's a lot of little nuances that you have to like play around with on Crossover because of the way that it reads the Chrome OS file directory. But for the most part, it does all the work for you. And that's why I kind of suggest the Android app. The Linux version, I have not tried using and I am not super well versed in that, but I, I could follow, I can follow a how-to if I just have a little bit of patience. So I kind of want to try it and see what it's like to have the Windows apps, the little Windows apps, the major Android apps I use, the Chrome browser, the Chrome extensions that I have installed, plus see what Linux apps I could get. Because if I could get GIMP running via Linux, then I would essentially have my Photoshop, uh, my version of Photoshop that I wanted on Chrome OS because you can't do that. I tried it doesn't work apparently you can crossover actually told me that you can run photoshop if you have a valid key and you just have it separately but it can't run creative cloud yeah which is how i tested it so so there's i'm gonna be this is this is so much this is like so fun for me this is what (laughs) i do it reminds me a lot of like being a kid because um you know was kind of a introvert and hanging out with the computer and so for me it's really fun because in between like from having writer's block or I'm just kind of like not feeling like getting into the zone I can just kind of like work on this and you know try and see like what else I can get running and try and see what else I can do and so I think I'm just gonna keep pitching stories about my experiences with the Chromebook because I'm trying to use it as like an every person. I don't want to be, I don't want to have what I write about it be exclusive to people who are super comfortable, like getting onto a command line. I don't really, I don't want to steer people that way because the whole point is that Google wants more people to use these things. So I'm trying to figure out how I could use it. Like if I can do it, anybody can do it. Mm. Cause I'm scared of, I'm scared of code. Like I don't like doing it. I will immediately burst into tears. It's like, doing math for me because because it requires so much thinking yeah i <laughs> it's I, i've got i've got this sort of uh, i've got this sort of like two-faced attitude where i do i do enjoy coding i do enjoy scripting i do enjoy like command line stuff but i have to be in the mood for or yeah. what i'm creating is a solution that doesn't exist or what i'm trying to create is getting this mac or this raspberry pi to do something that's not on the side exactly. on the side of the box when i sit down to write a column and research it and submit it and it's forcing me to solve a problem that's not related to writing that column i don't want to do it i get really grumpy uh, yeah exactly really grumpy it's not fun when you have to. It's not fun when you have to do it for work. Um, yeah, it's always it's, fun when you do it for play. So I figure. Plus, I just kind of miss. Like I started my career tinkering in a PC lab, and I'm not by any means like the most hardcore tinkerer out there. And there's definitely a lot of stuff that I don't know. But I like to do it because I figure like if I can do it, anybody can do it. Seriously, let's let's stop 
let's stop making this seem like this is just a enthusiast level thing that can be done. So, okay. I totally digressed from what the actual no, article no, no, no. was no, about. No, that, that's but... fine. So it's like, we're, we're all kind of like waiting with bated breath for the announcement from Google or even the acknowledgement from Google that one day Intel based Chromebooks will be able to run windows just as a regular Microsoft licensed, like uh, mic Microsoft approved target installation for windows 10. Uh, but the idea of being able to justify this uh, $1,000, $600, all the way up to like $1,700 Chromebook as something that can run any app we want is kind of a holy grail. So yeah. with so with the, the experiments and the stuff that you you were doing for uh, uh, for this life hacker piece, it sounds like you're saying that desktop apps are still better through Chrome OS and still better through Linux, but here are ways to get like smaller, less ambitious Windows util Windows stuff running uh, on Chrome. Yeah, because that was the big that was the big gap for me. I use all these little apps that have existed on the internet to do things like bulk file renaming, which is a pain in the butt to do on a PC. Um, I do miss the Mac method, I will say. It's a total pain in the butt um, to do on the PC, and it's not much easier to do it on Chrome. And also, if you're in the Android file directory, it doesn't let you bulk rename yeah. files. So this way I can just launch the app when I need it, you know, and immediately have all the images for an article have the same name in front of them. That's all I want to do. And I don't want to have to type it out. So like that little thing, these tiny little apps that you need, it's like, I'm not going to run the Pokemon app. I would rather run the Pokemon Android app. Like there's no point yeah. for me to run anything else. I think it's also, and I had concluded it as just like, this is the way to bridge gaps for yourself on Chrome OS if you really want to make this thing work. And what you need is not super, uh, it doesn't, it's not a resource hog. Uh, but for things that require more resources, hmm, better. it looks like, yeah. yeah, I'm glad I still have my PC, my little PC laptop that, that chugs along and, and does what I need it to do. Did did you try uh, installing Windows in like VirtualBox or some other like virtualization tool? No, no? actually, uh, I I'm kind of afraid to do that because I see that I see some I see something about uh, about Chrome OS where it feels like if you push it too far, it's just kind of fragile. And I don't want to say that as like a a negative of Chrome OS because obviously like I, I love using it every day and I, it feels just as natural as being on the PC with you here right now. But, uh, it does feel like I really am just careful not to break it. Yeah. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm being too sensitive about it, No, but I'm coming from an Asus Chromebook flip, which did crash when I would have a lot of Android apps, mm. uh, loading at the same time. And so I'm just taking that experience and trying to see, how far I can push it. Yeah. Uh, what I do, what I do actually want to try is Twitch streaming. I want to see if uh, I can do that through now that I figured out how to do it on PC. I want to see, but I don't think it's going to work because of the graphics. I'll, I'll update we'll you on we'll, how that we'll, works. We'll, we'll figure it out. But yeah, you, yeah, I think you've just described, uh, everything that is good and bad, uh, about the human animal that through, we, we always want to press something until we break it. <laughs> It's like here, here, here is a, here are all these engineers, uh, hardware and software engineers, who said we have figured out every single way that 
computers tend to go wrong either either with like you didn't apply certain updates or you have you have too much power to control things and what if we just gave you a simple laptop that runs essentially everything with inside a browser container so that there's almost nothing that can make it stop working and say wow that's great and then a year later there must be a way we can make it do something it was never intended to do and thus destroy the reliability and consistency i started using android in the first place (laughs) because i could get it to do a bunch of stuff that other phones couldn't do and that was super exciting yeah it's not and it's it's just interesting to talk about this out loud in this sort of like in a buddy buddy context with you, Andy, because like I often feel like I don't fit in with a, many times throughout my career, I've had conversations with developers and then immediately like gone to basically study up on every term piece of terminology I did not understand. And then I learned the basics of that and then try to piece together a story based on that. Uh, and obviously I've done a good job of fooling you all thus far. <laughs> because, um, but but it's because I've always felt kind of scared of that environment because because certain factors make it seem very scary. And so I like to talk about it from this context because I like to normalize the idea that it really doesn't matter if you can do all of that fancy command line stuff. That yeah. like if you want to play around with your Chromebook, go play around with it. Go try and get it to break. Who cares? That's like, that's fun. And then think about that. <laughs> Just go think about it. Yeah. I do because I have to write stories about it. That's why I think but about also, it a lot. The, the Chromebook is probably the best sort of platform for doing that because when you're using it at its purest level, resetting it to factory settings is very is something that will happen. Very, you can do very, very quickly. And then restoring it to exactly the way it was and the way you like it is also essentially pressing a button as opposed to my MacBook Pro in front of me. It would, it would be the entire afternoon to wipe it and then restore it to, uh, to an operational sort That's of way true. if I were to break it. Um, and really, this, we're, and we're getting, we, we sort of slid happily into... Uh, a good example of it's, it's the concept of ownership, which is something that I think we've lost in a lot of different platforms. You you don't really own something unless you have the ability to take it apart and put it back together the way you want it. Uh, and so much of what's been done to, yes, make uh, our phones and our computers more reliable, but also to prevent you from learning stuff that would give you some power over Apple or over Google or what or Microsoft. It basically makes us into simple users as opposed to owners of this computer. Uh, and this is this is why uh, one of my favorite and most used computers in my office is my Raspberry Pi, because there is nothing that's more pure about the concept of I own this computer. I un- uh, if I want to understand everything that about w- w- how this works down to how it finds a, a monitor, how it puts a dot on a screen, it's all documented. I can find it if I want to change the way it works and hopelessly break it i can do that too and it's i uh, let, let let me be very very clear i'm very very glad that i will also have my macbook that will still be working after i break my raspberry pi setup and and now have to get back to work but i think that there is being a user of a device and being the owner of a device and i think that too many platforms deny us the deep deep pleasure 
almost a spiritual pleasure of saying, no, I own this. I can do whatever I want with it. Even if I just want it to run the way that it came out of the box, I can choose to do that. If I want to turn it into a pinball game, I can do that too. And I think that's See, great. And that's why I wanted to have a larger conversation around this, because I think part of the reason that I am so attracted to the Chromebook is because it reminds me exactly of what you're talking about. Like if you feel a sense of ownership when you get to customize it that much, that's exactly what attracted me to Android in the yeah. first place. Uh, also, it brought to mind the memory. So one thing that sort of frustrates me as a person who's been writing about tech for so long is that we, I feel like we constantly refer to a technical or a technology obsessed person as just like, know, a nerd <laughs> for, la for lack of better terminology. Uh, that's kind of what society is like pinned it on. But when I think about the fact that in high school, this is so, this is so bad. I'm sharing a secret, <laughs> sharing a secret. And hopefully nobody hears this that would feel betrayed by it, I guess. This is actually an open secret. So do you remember the TI-83 plus calculators? Yeah. And they were programmable, essentially, like you could sideload things on them. And so somebody taught me how to sideload all the different. So there were all these games that you could like put on them. And so somebody taught me how to sideload that. And then from there, I figured out like all the little tricks of the TI-83. And ultimately, I used that to store answers to a test, <laughs> particularly chemistry, which I'm not happy about, but listen, chemistry is really difficult. And yeah. so, <laughs> but the reason I bring that up is because the whole school was in on that. The whole school was in on these little computers that we had to buy as part of a curriculum and figuring out how to use them to help game the system. And I just want to encourage everyone out there to game the system. Yeah. So if they tell you you can't run Windows apps on your Chromebook, Prove them wrong. <laughs> Show them what it can do. Get in there and get your hands dirty. I want everybody to hear this. Like, it, this is an empowering call. Yes. Uh, and that's also exactly why I pitched the story. And also because it was super fun doing this. Great. And now I know, like, this Pixel book can do a lot more. I see why they're trying to charge us this money. Yeah. I see. I'm, I'm pretty... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll, the other reason why I'm kind of I would rather get have Google like send me a loaner for a couple of months of the Pixel Three than buy spend one spend eight or nine hundred dollars on one, is that the money that I had put aside earlier in the year to probably buy one, I'm so much more interested now in buying a Pixel Book. He wants. Bo oh, I thought you were going to say the slate. Oh well, uh, the slate, the slate as well. Um, I kind of think that I would much rather like the form factor of. Uh, of as someone who does writing every single day, yeah, it's true. Uh, I think that I, I enjoy that more. Uh, and also, just I mean, just today was another one of those situations where um, I had to do. Uh, I was going to an event in the city uh, in Boston that was like at five o'clock, uh, and so great. I, I just hop on commuter rail. I've got like uh, an hour on the train to do some work, and then another hour like at the Boston Public Library near the train station to do some more work. So I had most of an office day. And I found myself just taking my MacBook Pro with me, even though I didn't need like a 13-inch, like full bore, like huge, like machine. And I kept thinking back to what a, a, a Chromebook would have been if I had one, would have been the perfect thing to have. I, I didn't, uh, yep, I, yep, I have, uh, yes, I, I definitely have uh, iPads, uh, 
and like Bluetooth keyboards, but there's something about <laughs> all I have to do is like unfold this once and tap a button and I'm writing as opposed to I have to t- take out my keyboard. I have to take out my iPad. I've got to take out the little stand. Uh, yes, yes, I know. I could spend $150 on like a keyboard that kind of clips onto it. But still, there's something about the form factor of something that was built to be that compact as one unit. And also, I I just think the Pixel Book is kind of adorable as it is. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of. Oh, dig it's it. great. It's definitely, it's definitely. Again, it's that design, that lovely design aesthetic that Google's brought to its hardware. And, you know, just this is all just so good. This is all so good. Yep. It all costs a lot of money, but I'm kind of happy for you the distraction. You get a lot of value out of it, yeah. I, on, in all honesty, I'm just, I know sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't think about anything except what's going on. But I actually really do appreciate some of the distraction of being able to tinker around with my tech without I don't I don't I can be as intrusive or as not as I want to be and uh, I'm not worried about breaking it and who just come come back to me in three months and I'll show you the things that I can do with this thing oh (laughs) it's gonna be a winter I'm gonna be doing a lot I I, I used to be thinking I bet that I bet that the Google store is gonna have like deep discounts on the Chrome on the Pixel book like on Black Friday and I'm like Maybe I can just like get it next month or uh, okay. I'll, Sorry, I will, just I will wait. Be just good. wait. I will be strong. Plus, um, it's super fun to buy yourself something for the holiday season and then wrap it up and put it under the tree for yourself. Uh, and yes, I do this often. Yep. <laughs> that's that's. Of course, be I, nice I, to I, yourself. I, I live I live alone, so that's that that, that would seem a little bit too poignant. <laughs> oh no. Happy Christmas to you. No, I know. <laughs> um, we're almost out of time, but let's. I uh, just want to quickly touch on uh, the the YouTube outage uh, that hit. Uh, oh, that, yeah. that shut down. That YouTube happened for... while we were doing all about Android yesterday. Oh. The chat room was filled with people going, "Hey, the stream's down. What's going on? Yeah. Oh, it's YouTube." And then everybody. Is this how World War Three starts with <laughs> under undermining Andy? Andy, I was totally thinking. Oh my God, Andy! I was just like, I was like, please God, don't let this be like, don't let something be happening while we're in here doing this right now because like, like, oh my God! <laughs> I see. I, I went there. I, no, I I was do, you know I. <laughs> As usual, though, uh, I couldn't get access to YouTube, but I assumed that my Apple TV was screwing up, so I didn't think I didn't think twice about it. Uh, but a lot of people were uh, uh, two two uh, two thirds of the world internet were concerned because they couldn't access YouTube. Uh, Asia was the had the greatest impact; was down for two whole hours, uh, and you will never guess what happened. It is such. It is such a 2018 thing. Uh, so Pakistan, uh, the Pakistan Uh-oh. Telecommunication Authority, uh, they were apparently there is a, uh, a f- new film coming out that has a new trailer uh, that can be interpreted as being anti-Muslim. And they decided, well, we're going to censor YouTube for Pakistan so no one in Pakistan can see uh, this horrible, horrible YouTube video, uh, YouTube trailer. Uh, and so they uh, they were basically uh, ordering 70 Pakistani uh, ISPs to block access to YouTube. And so what they, they what they did was they basically were 
they were they they decided to do this by changing the routing table for the internet in Pakistan so that anytime someone in Pakistan going through one of these Pakistani ISPs tried to visit YouTube, it would just basically go into a dead end and basically go into uh, nether space, so you wouldn't act, be able to access anything. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, here's what they made two mistakes. They accidentally uh, sent that uh, that routing table to their upstream uh, provider of uh, international connection to the internet, and then that upstream <laughs> that upstream data carrier PCCW Limited of Hong Kong uh, then simply accepted that and just sort of rubber stamped it as okay. Here's the new routing for YouTube. Uh, essentially, what the, what happened was so this this uh, this Hong Kong uh, tell the data carrier essentially told the entire internet that the fastest route to YouTube was to use this translate this uh th this table, uh which of course was sending all requests for YouTube into neither space, and that's so that's so a because of stupid censorship that's how that's how this whole thing started, uh but the all the, because somebody wanted to censor something yeah. you see. But the but the 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 double the double horrible thing is that uh, normally you would think well I hope that well I hope whatever software bug allowed this to happen has been sealed off uh, or wow I can't believe that pa that Pakistan like inserted this piece of malware at no this is just how the internet works yeah. That, if this these were a couple of human mistakes that were made, that if you just simply the reason why all your requests to YouTube go to the right place is because there is like a routing table somewhere that tells the internet where to go if you want a fast YouTube connection, and because somebody in a very very high position of authority, uh, of course, but nonetheless an individual was able to simply rubber stamp. Oh, okay, makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, that means that two thirds of the world was not able to access one of the most important. Uh, not just places for funny cat videos uh, and fail videos, but also where like dissidents get stories out. And yep. important, important. Uh, let's just can we say that uh, a resource that's so important that an entire country, Pakistan government, decided that it was too dangerous to let its citizens have access to it. So that's how important it is to. Oh well, oops, another merry mix-up. Thanks, this oops. thing. Oops. But, but hey, I'm sure that nothing worse can possibly happen. It's that that's it'll be fine. It will be you probably shouldn't say that, Andy, because I uh I hope that I hope that when in three years time, when it all comes crashing down and this is quoted at me to throw in my face, uh I hope that whoever commentary tater uh reflects the sarcasm that was tinged, if not infused, in that statement. <laughs> All right. I'll advocate for you, Andy, when we get there. I promise. Oh, God bless you, Flo. <laughs> uh, uh, so that Lifehacker article is going to be uh, linked in the show notes. I uh, Go to relay.fm slash material for show notes. Also, how to get in touch with us with any questions, comments, observations, whatever. Uh, and you can tweet us. And, and you, you can, can tweet, tweet us. us. And I'm sorry I haven't been liking tweets. I should be better about that. I will like your tweet if you tweet us. Yes. Tweet us and I'll like it. 
We were we were a couple <laughs> days late in posting uh, or a day late in posting last yeah. last week, and you guys were so you people were so nice about it. I know. I that just was very, I, very 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 using it thank using you. it as a as a testimony to how good and how nice and nice we have that they were used they used it as an excuse to 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 say nice things. I know. <laughs> like oh well, be I'll forgive you this time, haha, but only because I love the show and you're oh, oh. god making us making us cry and, and of course feel double guilty, which means that you're probably a parent. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh anything else that uh, you're coming up that you'd like people to get their attention drawn there to? Um, not that I can, not that I can come up at this moment. But I did want to say that if you wanted to know about the Ring Alarm security system, my review finally went up. Actually, it actually went up two weeks ago, and I just found out today <laughs> because I was I was in the in the Google foo for a while there. But yeah, if you want to know what I thought about the Ring Alarm security system, you can go read that at Tom's Guide. Uh, and I say that because, quite frankly, I still have it up because it's like the cheapest way to get professional monitoring. Hmm. To read more, go to tomsguide.com or follow me on Twitter at all that flow. Lovely. And I'm Anatko on Twitter, also Anatko on Instagram. Uh, so the stuff that I do and I'm on radio and other stuff like that, I tend to link it from there. Uh, my website is anatko.com, but it is broken and tattered and uh, it gets it gets some sort of a header error that I'm probably – I've got tomorrow off. I noticed that. Yeah, it's a it's a – I, again, like I like I sang before, what See, I that's how the internet works. I'm, I'm, I, I, I swear, just, like, I, like I said during an ad break for uh, for uh, Squarespace last week, I think it's like I'm switching my all my web stuff to like to like a, a provider like Squarespace that that basically keeps everything running for me because when I when I click into like the the admin page of my website, it is looking forward because I have an idea. That I absolutely want to just post and share with everybody immediately without going through like editing or, or editors and stuff like that. And when I say, oh, by the way, here's something that's going to take you probably 15 minutes to diagnose and then maybe another hour to fix. I'm not see. I'm not excited about doing that at that moment, and so I will not do that. Which is why the site's been sort of down for two or three days. But tomorrow's an office day, and if if yesterday I was able to use part of my office day to finally, after like two or three weeks, pull my bed uh, away from uh, the wall and do like the whole like vacuuming and mopping thing, I suppose I should also have that same sort of housekeeping uh, authority against my own site so but anatgo.com anatgo on twitter anatgo on instagram uh that's gonna do it for us for show 173 thank you so much for listening i hope you listen again next week until then have a great seven days everybody thanks for tuning in